to the steadfast. I'm Vox, an informed Jack who tells tales, and this is The Signal. The kingdoms of the steadfast make up a collection of some of the most stable regimes in the known world, but every now and then, one of their regimes changes. And in Draeolus, the Council of Spheres arose from just such a change. Away from their oversight, the booming border town of Wirecross not only serves as a major link between Draeolus and its neighbor Iskabal, it's also a hotbed of seditionist activity. You must make sure this information reaches Wirecross. If you're in Wirecross, listen closely. It was only a few generations back when Draeolus was ruled by the descendants of the woman who carved the nation out of the steadfast. Drea, the legendary Tiger Queen. The Draeolan line was strong and passed matrilineally down the centuries from queen to queen ruling under the banner of the Tiger. Until the last queen died, under unusual circumstances. A young woman and only child, she left no clear line of succession, and this allowed the Council of Spheres to enter into the vacuum of control supported by the Order of Truth. Within just a few years, the trappings of the old regime were largely swept away. The wealthy plutocrats who now run the nation have done so with a steady hand. Draeolus remains economically and militarily powerful, and most of the people of the realm enjoy no better or worse a life than they did under the reign of the Tiger Queens. But that doesn't mean they've been forgotten, or that they don't still have loyal supporters. One such group operates safely outside the capital, in the border town of Wirecross. They are the Tigers, and they see the Council and the Order of Truth as usurpers to the rightful rule of the kingdom. They are not unique in this belief, but among all of the political agitators in the nation, the Tigers have one thing that makes them particularly dangerous to the regime. They have an heir to the throne. For though the female line of Queen Drea has died out, the male line still exists, and the Tigers seek to put the crown on a young man named Wills. Wills, for his part, is a humble man who works as a guard of the crossing, the great light bridge over the Wire River which links Iskabal and Draeolus. He is pleasant, down-to-earth, charming, smart, with a good moral compass and a strong sense of compassion. He harbors no ambition other than to one day meet a good woman and do well by her. Indeed, he could be an ideal ruler or an ideal puppet. He is blissfully unaware of his royal lineage, which comes to him through his great-great-grandfather, who was the youngest brother to then-queen Trisane, and left the palace to take up the life of a Numenera hunter. Wills is also blissfully unaware of the web of intrigue that has been encircling him. The Tigers operate out of Wirecross to keep close to Wills, and act subtly to protect him from harm. Meantime, they seed agents throughout the realm to spy, agitate, forge alliances, and work to undermine the rule of the Council of Spheres. An ambitious Numenera hunter could easily join their ranks and perhaps become an important player in Draeolus, were the regime to shift. Then again, the Council of Spheres is known to pay generously to those who sell out political opponents, and they could pay very well indeed for help ending the line of the Tiger Queens once and for all. <laughs> Thank you.
One cannot talk about any community in Draeolus without inevitably talking about the true power in the kingdom, the Order of Truth. Oh, certainly they claim to be neutral in the politics of the realm, but they maintain an opulent palace in the heart of the capital, have their own standing army, and one of the positions on the Council of Spheres is always held by an Aeon priest, representing the Amber Pope's interests. That and more than half the plutocrats on the Council are under their thumb. But in Wirecross, the influence of the Order of Truth is not so complete. Certainly there are several Aeon priests working in the local clave, but in recent months they've become less and less involved in the affairs of the town, and more and more secretive. Indeed, in the past two months, of the twelve local Aeon priests, only three have left the clave for more than an hour at a time, and days will often pass between these excursions. The doors to the clave have also been closed to all visitors, even other Aeon priests, who are politely rebuffed. What could be going on within the clave that demands such secrecy? Certainly it must be officially sanctioned. As close as they are to the heart of the Order's power, it seems impossible they could have gone rogue without it being noticed or investigated. I cannot say for certain, but I can provide some tantalizing clues. A week before the doors to the clave closed, a large object was delivered in the dead of night, transported on a hovering platform and covered in a large red tarp. Was something moving beneath, as some witnesses claim? Two days later, a heavily armed glaive was hired by the Aeon priests. He was taken into the clave and has not come back out. Among the supplies the Aeon priests have been collecting in their rare excursions are parts. Not unusual in itself for the Order of Truth, but some of these parts could only have been used to build and maintain a refrigeration device. A sizable one. The mayor of Wirecross, Sharon Prost, has been growing concerned about the clave. She has quietly offered a reward to anyone who can put her fears to rest by finding out just what's going on in there. There are other rumors in Wirecross. Someone or something in Iskabal has recently been stealing from merchants coming north to the crossing, and there have been several robberies in recent weeks. Everything from valuables to trade goods have been taken. The odd thing is, the merchants have only noticed the thefts upon arrival in Wirecross. Just outside of town, there is a silver spire 16 feet tall that is growing out of a small hill. It has gained about an inch every year since it was first noticed and has resisted any attempt to remove it. It emits a low hum and is said to supercharge anything powered by electricity which is touched to it. One of the permanent merchants in the town is the Weavis. She is a visitant who secretes a soft but tough fiber from her abdomen and weaves it into clothing on commission. Her work is both in demand and rather expensive but well worth the cost to those who can afford it. This broadcast ends, but the truth never does. To the people of Wirecross, beware the tigers in your midst, lest they bring the might of the Council of Spheres down upon you. To everyone else who can hear me, keep listening. I'll be back with more tales from the steadfast, 
the beyond and farther still. Yay to see, Numenera Hunters. I'm Vox. End signal. Numenera is a role-playing game written and designed by Monty Cook. Numenera The Signal is a podcast written and produced by Scott C. Bourgeois. The Signal theme song is The Complex by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. If you have a tale reporter story you'd like to share, you can reach Vox through Twitter at VoxJack or online at VoxJack at gmail.com.